from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us, America. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour. My daughter is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. This is the show where we love you so much we will tell you the truth. And sometimes you won't like it. But we're here because we care about you, and we're going to help. I'll say so, it nice. I'll say the truth nicer than maybe he will sometimes. Maybe. <laughs> Sometimes I'm nicer. We're matching today. I just saw us in the camera. I was like, well, little, look at us. Little black action here. Color now. color coordinating. Yeah. You know what makes you look thinner than wearing black? What? Being thinner. <laughs> I discovered I that. That's a personal revelation of mine. <laughs> Open phones at 888-825-5225. Mary is starting us off in St. Louis. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So the last few weeks, uh, to be honest, I've gone down a little bit of a Dave Ramsey rabbit hole on YouTube. So I'm just kind of getting to know um, your principles. I'm really intrigued by them. Uh, but I have a real question about your baby steps, the $1,000 emergency fund philosophy. I think my husband and I might be a little out of whack when it comes to following the steps. Um, ex- exactly correct. We have a a $16,000 car loan. We have a $215,000 mortgage. Um, and we have about 30000 in non-retirement investments. Um, and we've also started a few small investment accounts for our children. We're trying to increase our retirement to 15. We're kind of trying to do everything at one time. Yeah. Um, my question... And you did all of that long before you even heard of us. Yeah. Good we've for been, you. We've been tr- yeah, we've been trying to save, you know, as, as much as possible. And, Good for and you. really, you know, try to pay off as car loans and things like that. So we yeah. have one car loan left. Um, my question is this. It's taken us several years to save that money that we have in the non-retirement investment. And we currently have a deck in our backyard that is literally falling apart. Mm-hmm. So we've been quoted to remove it and replace it with a patio for about $15,000. Mm-hmm. Um, What's your household but- income? About 145. Okay, cool. Um, so I guess my question is, and I, you know, I, I also am worried if we use the money to pay off the car loan and then we do the patio, I just always like having some cushion to know that if there are big purchases that come up, um, that we have enough cash to do it. And so mm-hmm. I guess I just wanted to know what your philosophy was on based on everything, you know, where we're at. Um, well, the summary of the background of the baby steps was this. When I first started teaching uh, basic financial principles 30 years ago, I would have this exact conversation with people. Where do I start? Where do I start? Where do I start? And uh, a couple of philosophies emerged um, as we worked with thousands and thousands of people, now millions of people years later. But uh, the philosophies... Uh, Number one that emerged was the number one wealth building tool that you have is your income. When you give it to other people in the form of payments, you limit or slow down or even stop your ability to build wealth. So becoming debt free, first personal, later home, is an essential part of a long-term wealth building plan. Because the money you make, $145,000, should turn you into a millionaire. 
Okay. If you don't give it all to someone else in the form of car payments, et cetera, et cetera, right? And that's the general philosophy, okay? The general philosophy number two was people kept saying, where do I start? Because 100% of us, including no matter how much money you make, uh, have competing priorities. We have a broken down deck. We have a, uh, a, uh, an emotional need for a pad of an emergency fund laying there. Um, we have high school kids. They're going to be going to college got soon. College you know. kids coming yeah. at us. We've got life insurance we need. We've got a next car we might need to purchase. We've got another thing. We got to think about Christmas. God, it's going to be here again in yep. 20 minutes. You know, and we've got all these things coming at us. And so the what we came up with was the baby steps. And the reason they've been so successful is uh, because it gives you a very clear path. Uh, that is based in good, solid financial planning principles and a get-out-of-debt philosophy, and it's the shortest distance between where you are and wealth. Now, the, mm-hmm. it might not be the shortest distance between where you are and a deck, but it's the shortest distance between where you are and wealth, and that's what the whole thing's built on. And so what we would tell you to do is have $1,000 first. Any other non-retirement money you have, the 30000 bucks in your case, would be to come become debt-free except your home. So we pay off your car by the time you by the time dinner is here tonight. You pay okay. off the car, okay? Then that okay. leaves you um, $14,000, and you have a deck problem, and you make 145000 So we need to get a deck fixed. you have any money in savings at all other than this non-retirement? Um, we have about... Uh we have a small savings account. It's about five thousand. Right okay, now. so that's. So I would th- keep some of that other though, but yeah. instead of the deck for your emergency fund, because yeah. when you said I just want to have some cushion, that's what that provides you. Yeah. And then you guys make great money, and I would just cash flow the deck. Put in, yeah, put in the budget. Hey, we're going to save X amount per month towards the deck. And so let's, let's can, pretend. Okay, so you make a hundred. You're right, Rachel. You make one hundred forty-five. Let's call twenty thousand your emergency fund, which would probably be about right. And you never touch yeah. that ever. For anything it's not for purchases yeah a, a bass boat another car is not an emergency okay okay this is only if the world com- comes to an end i mean only if the transmission goes out only if your mother or your relative or whoever in another state passed away and you got to buy an airline ticket i mean only as an emergency an unexpected event a deck falling off is gradual that's not unexpected yeah Okay, so to Rachel's point, we're going to put 20,000 bucks there. Now you got no car payment, and now you're going to get on a detailed budget and start working these plans. Uh, And and I would save up for that deck very rapidly. I think you can save for that deck by Christmas. Okay. And and then you pay cash for it. Oh, by the way, in the winter, the guys aren't working as much in St. Louis, and so you might get a better deal. Yeah, okay. Than a a deck in the summer. I could be wrong, but Mm -hmm. I think so. And so, and so on. Okay. Now we got a deck and now we got baby step five, four is 15% of your income going to retirement. You already got the kids college going. You already got that going. And now let's start just thinking about how are we going to knock out this little $215,000 mortgage? It's not much. You sound young. How young are you? I'm 34. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys same age, right? So yeah. Um, 35, 35, but basically it's just close enough. But yeah. But I mean, that's the, the when, when you're my age, it's really close. So, but the, uh, yeah. So anyway, the, the point is the uh, uh, you know you're gonna 
gosh, you, you should have this house paid off before you're 40. Yeah, y'all are going to see a lot of traction, Mary, because you guys, you already have the instinct. You've been doing this. And like yeah. you said, it's, everything's a little bit all over. You just need more of a concise plan. But there's no power. And you're going to see it. In lack of focus. Focusing and working straight down those baby steps gives you a power uh, because it keeps you from doing other stuff. When you try to do six things at once, nothing gets done. But you can do one thing, you can get the one thing done. And so we got the car. Now we got the deck. Now we got the retirement. We got the kids' college going. Now we're going to start working on the house. One thing, ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years. And I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, shutters, and motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Ha! Coming up is Jackson, Michigan. Mike's on the line. Hey, Mike, how are you? Good, Dean. How about you? Better, Enjoy your show. Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help? Quick question for you. I am retired. We are retired, and uh, we have no debt. And we're purchasing a new car. If we could pay cash for the new car, uh, if we could get a financing deal and we can invest that same amount of money in CDs over that same period of time, what's your recommendation? Pay cash for the car. Pay cash for the car or don't buy it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. How much? How much? What's your net worth? Uh, about two point five million. Yeah. You didn't get that by playing games like this. You know, well, I, it, you got I've this by saving money and right. investing money, right? But you didn't borrow on uh, a car and invest the difference. No, I, what I was talking about is, is I know investing. what you're talking about, but I mean, yeah. my point is, is you no. steadily invested over a long period of time to get 2.5 million. You did not borrow money and invest borrowed money to become a multimillionaire, did you? Correct. Correct. Okay. And and now you're going back on all your old ways. Don't do it. Go stick with the plan that got you here. You're incredible, right. man. Congratulations, hero. Thank you. I wish I would have found you a lot earlier. It would have made the path a little bit easier, but I enjoy your show. Enjoy I don't think it's ever you. easy, but you, you you scored touchdown in the Super Bowl, as far as I'm concerned, my man. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Worked hard to get there. Thank you very much. That's so cool. You know, it's funny that, uh, Rachel, when you start paying attention to money, and obviously that's one of the things that's required to end up with $2.5 million. I kind of thought he was going to tell me that, by the way. Yeah. Um, kind of felt it. And, you know, he's just like, hey, but it, people just, you, you're, they're thinking about money, not in a negative way, not in a greedy way, not I'm obsessed with money, but instead of just, you know, it's like people that drive and pay attention when they're driving and the ones that drive and don't pay attention when they're driving. And that's what they do with their money. They, they don't pay attention 
or they do. And the ones that do pay attention, if you just think about it, even though he was getting ready to do a dumb thing, but I mean, he's a guy that thinks about it. That's why he won. Yeah, it's why he won. And and I think this is where people can overthink something yeah. and take the math of something and think, okay, well, I can kind of beat the system here because we hear that all the time, right? Paying off your house or even debt. You know, people use debt and want to keep debt around because like, well, if I invested that amount of money instead of paying it off, I would make more. Mm-hmm. And the, you know what I mean? Like they start to they start to overthink it where I'm always like, oh my gosh, you have to like untangle it. And almost in a sense, remember what brought you here? Yes. And... What is the emotion that you have when you're not attached to debt? What is, what, how do you mm-hmm. feel? And that behavior mm-hmm. part, I feel like some people, you know, jump. But I, but I appreciated his question because, I mean, I think there are people naturally that are like, I want to do well with money. What, yeah. what's, my, what's the quickest path That's how you from got point, to a, point yeah. a to point yeah. B? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You're exactly right. And, and so sometimes what can happen is, is you try to fix something with the math and you forget the heart. That's right. You you know, use only your brain and not your heart because your heart measures risk and your head does math. And so if you're, if you, you know, oh, I worked so hard to be debt free. And then all of a sudden you forget and go back into debt mm-hmm. on a car. That was so, so, so absurd when you think about it. Right. But, but at least he's on pat task and he's thinking about it. He's, he's a, a person that considers these things and is asking questions. Yeah. Absolutely. Still still curious. Yeah. Still curious. Yep. Two and a half million dollars in. Well done, sir. Well done. I'm proud of you. Stephen is in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. How are you? Better than we deserve. What's up? Good. Good. Had a question for you. I'm well versed in your program. Um, I'm 52, and I've got three boys. One is a junior in college, or he's going to be a junior. The other one is going to be a freshman in college, and the other one's just going into high school, so he's not far off from college either. My wife and I have made the decision to try to pay their uh, tuitions in full. Good. And we've got, yeah, we've got good 529 programs, but they're just not going to cover all of it. So we're trying to make up some ground in a fairly short period of time. And I wanted to see what your thoughts are on basically moving the uh, principal that we've paid into our Roth retirement accounts and moving that over to the 529, it's about 110,000. That would basically uh, kind of get the deal done. And I ran, you know, we ran the hypotheticals. I'm still going to have about 2.2 million dollars when it uh, it comes to retirement time, which is uh, more than enough for for our lifestyle. So, just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, how much money is in your retirement now? Uh, about 900,000. Okay. And you don't have any other money? I've got our emergency fund. When you're saying pay in full, Stephen, you mean just like semester by semester, right? Correct. For all three boys, for yeah. all four years. What's your household income? 150000 Okay. Um, no, but, go ahead. Well, I just want to make sure, Stephen, that, yeah, you're, I mean, you guys will pay each semester when the semester comes. You're not looking. How much is in the 529? Uh, let's see. There's about a hundred and ten thousand in there now. Okay. And what's the total? What's the total budget for the kids to go to school? The tuitions. Uh, they're about, let's see, about forty-five a year, or yeah, about forty-five a year for each kid. That includes dorm and and everything. Yeah, that's 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 everything. So yeah. you're you aren't talking about just tuition. You're covering everything. 
Correct. Okay. And so you got 80 a year right now. Correct. And you got 110 in there. So you got a year's worth. You don't have enough even if you move the Roth. Uh, well, no, so we, we can get out, we'll continue to save for our youngest, but we will basically, you know, fund that difference. Yeah. But you don't have enough, even no. if you move the Roth, cause it's, you, you, you're, you're burning 80 a year, uh, for the next two years, that's 160. And after that, you're burning another no, 80 only on two him. are in college. Only two. I know two are in college now, 40 each, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 40 so, each? Yeah, so 80K per year, and you got a freshman and you got a junior. So for the next two years, that's 160. You only got 210. Well, we'll cash flow some of it. So, yeah, the math isn't apples to apples. You're we'll not going to get there. What we need yeah, to. You're not going to get there. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to think. So your freshman, when your freshman graduates, will you have another? Will you have two in school ever again, or is it the one going to leave about the time the other one comes in? The uh, the one leaves as soon as the other one comes in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're going to be once right. you get past this two years, you're at a forty a year burn rate, give or take. Correct. Correct. And that doesn't count them getting a job, which they need to do, um, and yeah, and applying they, for they scholarships, which they need to do. Right. Um. I just it, it just I it just goes against everything I am to start cashing out retirement for college. Um, I'm certainly not going to borrow to do it, so I'd do that before I'd borrow. And by the way, you can't roll a Roth into a 529. You can just cash it out. Correct. Yeah, so it's not yeah. – you said I'll put it in the 529. You can't, but you can just take it out yeah. and spend it. And I wouldn't do that until I'd emptied the 529. I'd let it sit there and grow, grow additional growth before you move it tax-free, right? And so yep. you got, I, I'm going to try to make it two more years and get that la- get the first one out of school and then get down to the 40 burn rate. If you got down to the 40 burn rate with this money, that'll get, no, that just makes it one year. Uh. Yeah. It's interesting to me. It's the, you know, it's, a, it, it rubs me the wrong way. Cause it's kind of against the principle of it's against everything. I believe. But, yeah. I just, I, I'm going to do everything I can to not do it. So, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use the 529. I'm going to cash flow like a bandit and, and I'm going to put kids to work and I'm going to go for scholarships and try to not touch this. If you do touch it, make it the last thing you do and you allow it to sit there and grow as long until as then. Mm-hmm. And so maybe only in the, uh, fourth or fifth year or whatever else what else can we sell do we have any other assets do we have anything we can do because this hundred thousand is worth millions if you'll leave it alone and not take it out of there what your what it's going to cost you and miss is just ridiculous because you're getting tax-free growth on it i hate to touch it i really hate to touch it so it'd be the very last thing i'd do this is the ramsey show Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. 
The Ramsey Show question of the day sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Most American homes have dozens of appliances, and chances are at any given time there's something wrong with at least one of them. Mr. Appliance, a Neighborly brand, offers expert appliance service on your schedule. Visit Neighborly.com to find home service experts, including a Mr. Appliance in your area. Today's question comes from Jonathan in Florida. I am 35 and my wife just had our first baby. I have roughly $43,000 in debt. My annual income is around $73,000. I'm wanting to start my baby steps, but I had a quick question about baby step one and two. I have a credit card that is maxed out at the $1,000 limit. If I pay that card off, can I count that as my baby step one and then tackle my debt snowball while simultaneously putting $1,000 cash in my savings account? No, John. That is so convoluted. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Because no, a maxed out credit card for a thousand dollars is not considered your emergency fund. Your emergency fund is considered cash that you have saved so your bef- own money. So before you pay off your credit card, you save a thousand dollars cash. Mm-hmm. Then you start working to pay off your debts. And no, this I, might be the first one you pay off. <laughs> I appreciate Jonathan's, you know. If I have a thousand dollar limit, can I just cash out a thousand dollars, put that, and then the throw underlying, it in my desk? The underlying <laughs> bullcrap so in this question is that he's going to use his credit card as his emergency. I know card. he's going to go cash so out. So another time he has an emergency, he's going to use a stupid credit card. So that's the underlying bullcrap. Yeah, that's just no. Sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Wish it was that easy. <laughs> you know, Sharon, it's Rachel's not. mom. When I'm when I do crap like this, Jonathan, she goes, "You're scheming and scamming again." You're trying to find a shortcut. Quit scheming and scamming. Just do the work, boy. That's Sharon. That's Rachel's mom. That's 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 what I get. So yeah, Jonathan, just you're scheming and scamming. Jonathan, just do the work, Don't boy. Scheming and scamming. I mean, oh my gosh, that's it. Yeah, quit. You cannot scam your way into wealth. Okay, you can't even trick yourself into it. And uh, so, <laughs> no, we're not going to go thousand dollars in credit card debt for the emergency fund. But we appreciate the question. So cute. Here's a more sophisticated problem. So this was sent to me. Via Instagram, appreciate all my Instagram people out there, because uh, they will send me things a lot, and they're like, oh my gosh, what do you think about this, or what do you think about that? And this one came up. You know, up. people might send me stuff too, but I don't look at it, so I wouldn't know. Uh, you have to, you like read the messages or something? Is that what you're Dave, supposed to do? I am part of the people. These are my people. So yes, I get on and talk to people on social media. You oh, could too. Social media. You could oh, too. That's how it works. They're real people out there on the other side that enjoy your stuff. You I, should get I in. I love them and comment, so much. I'm not going to get on it. You should go and talk okay. to them. Anyway, somebody. So they're talking yes. to you and they sent you this. Yes. And I read the messages because I read my messages and they're like, hey, I want you and Dave to talk about it. And I was like, oh, well, perfect. We're going to be on the show together. So. This was from a New York Times article, and the headline was, I've hidden my trust fund for 15 years. Do I finally tell my spouse? So, are you ready for this? I'm a 44-year-old man, and I've been married to my spouse for 10 years. We've been together for 15. Unbeknown to my spouse, I have a trust fund that provides me with a monthly income of $25,000. When we first met, I said that I worked as a consultant. (laughs) 
And they've never questioned it. My spouse, a dedicated doctor, works long hours and doesn't like to discuss work when not on the job. Over the years, I have repeatedly assured my spouse that they don't need to work as my income is secure and stable. They are, however, passionate about their career and have chosen to continue working. I actively serve on various boards, but I have never held a full-time job and don't plan to. Our lifestyle is comfortably upper middle class, and I am content with that. My dilemma is whether I should reveal the truth about my trust fund to my spouse. My family members have always advised against disclosing our financial situation, but the weight of the secret is becoming too difficult to bear. What do you do all day? <laughs> he sits on boards. Oh, that's, that's what he said. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, Plays Wordle. I wonder how often like this kind of, well, we, well, we know that spouses hide things from, one another that's a that's a consistent theme through life like that's a known thing um but this one was just interesting because i'm like okay 25 grand a month i wonder what she thinks that he does to earn that amount of money i don't know so anyways um what i would tell the name is withheld they did not disclose the name in the new york times article so yes, if anyone out there has this dilemma, <laughs> no, or, or no one, one else has this dilemma, or the idea that you have a secret that is too unbearable to bear that is from your spouse, listen, we always teach and talk about and believe that being on the same page with your spouse is much better. So coming clean and telling them anything and everything when it comes to money, anything you are withholding is not only going to just lift the weight off your shoulders that you've been carrying around having to navigate. Because I think about this situation, which this is kind of, it's true. I know it's a little absurd. But if you do think about it, I'm like, the amount of like probably lies and deception that had to have occurred. To cover the big lie. To cover the big lie. That's a lot of work in life. And I don't know who has time for that. So I'm just like, free you're, yourself. You're burning an awful lot of calories. Free being yourself. A liar, being a liar. And, and you've been with your spouse for, t- I mean, like, I mean, I think it's fine. And then you know what? She probably still wants to be a doctor because she's passionate about her work, and that's great. But yeah, being upfront, honest, disclosing everything, regardless of whether it's a twenty-five thousand dollars trust fund or it's a secret credit card that you have, whatever it is, uh, you and your spouse being on the same page is is crucial to to winning winning long term. Yeah. So um, yeah, you should have disclosed this day one, and you should be continually. You should not have any secrets from your spouse. Hello period. I mean, that's just a thing. Okay. You just cannot build a quality relationship on deception. Duh. Okay. So your family is screwed up, dude, because your family is telling you that your money and you're not needing to work is, is you how they know your secret and your own freaking wife does not. And your family thinks that's good. Your family's screwed up. And then they left you money so you don't have to work. That's screwed up. So let me tell you, if you're going to participate in the Ramsey Trust, it involves continually working because working is good for the soul, like real work. Yeah, doing work, showing up and doing stuff. You know, this is not good. This is not healthy. There's nothing in this that's fun, or and it's only twenty five thousand dollars, only three hundred thousand dollars a year. It's not like you're freaking rich. I mean, it's three hundred grand. Jeez. No, I mean really. No, I mean it's not. It's not three million. It's three hundred thousand. 
And what has this guy not done with his life that he should have done? It's pretty good. I, I agree. He should have done something with his life. Instead, he's the king well, of Wordle. Well, I mean, no, oh, my God. I mean. No, really. I mean, he could I be serve sitting on, on boards. That's code for I don't do much. I'm telling you. Serious. This is wrong. It's wrong, wrong, I agree. wrong, wrong, wrong. I agree wrong, that wrong. it is wrong. It's deception, and it's all glassed over as if my family has said we should not share our money information because your family thinks this money is a bigger deal than it is. It's just some your freaking money. It's money. more important than your spouse. Yeah, and more important than your integrity and your marriage. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. You've been living a long time in the in the soup of deception, and it's it's poisoned you, man. Really, the cleanest, best thing you can do. You'll be like an alcoholic who dr- sits down the bottle when you quit lying. You're gonna have a cleanliness of soul that's gonna be so good for you. And is she gonna be pissed? Well, yeah, of course she's gonna be pissed. She's been lied to for 15 years. Jeez. So yeah, ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course she's going to be mad. Yeah. I mean, she If she's not, she's a wuss. She should be mad. This is just nutty. Anger is a good thing. Yeah. In that situation. I mean, really, you... But you're, you're, you're living a lie. That's why you had to put it out on the dadgum ethicist columnist page. You have, <laughs> to, go to, e- you have to go to ethics class to figure this one out. This is why we need ethics classes. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, son. Uh, don't and and Papa, don't do this to your kids. You're better off teach them how to work and give them no money than give them this crap. This is the Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five. Ashley's in Nashville. Hi, Ashley. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up? Um, so I just wanted to get your all's opinion. Um, I have a friend that does your all's program as well as I've been doing it since 2020. I'm still in baby step two. Um, and we've discussed it a few times, but I'm just not sure of my decision. So, um, in 2019, we adopted our son and then a year later, um, our marriage fell apart and we split up. So fast forward to now, um, well, we've been to court two times over custody issues. A lot of nonsense, really. His dad's just really hard to get along with. Um, so, but in those two times, it's cost me around twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars in court returning fees and everything else. So um, I'm trying to just gain some traction on um, maybe preparing for that in the future because I feel like it's not going away and still being able to pay off my debt. I really just don't know what to do. Mm. I'm sorry, Ashley. That's really, yeah, that's a, that's a really hard situation. Um, how much, how much money do you make a year? Um, so I work as much overtime as I can. Um, I tried to, last year I made around a hundred, a hundred thousand. And then, um, this year it's probably going to be between 80 and 90. Okay. What do you do? I'm a nurse. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, how much, how much debt in general do you have? Um, all together is probably around 90,000. Um, it's a mixture of vehicles, 
uh, to well my vehicle alone, and then um, I have some credit cards and a line of credit at the bank. What do you owe in your car? Uh, twenty five. Okay, All right. so you have ninety thousand in debt and twenty five of its car, and then how much of its credit cards? Um, around nine thousand. Okay, so the rest of it is what? Um, I have a line of credit, which is around twenty thousand that I opened up uh, to pay for court fees. Um, and I'm not sure. I can't think of anything else. So I might be. Okay, that's only forty-five. That's only fifty-four thousand. So I have another vehicle in my name, but I don't pay for it. So that's another forty-eight thousand, but that's not mine. It's what in the world? Who, who? What is that? It's his truck, but he makes all the payments on that. It doesn't cost me anything, but we went in together to get it. So, so your name is on the? Is it on the deed? On the on the loan? On the title of the yeah. truck? Yeah, yeah. But the divorce decree gave him the truck, and you're supposed to pay it, or he's supposed to pay it. So that's not his, no. That's like my fiance that I have now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you, so you have a so you're you, you you're bought engaged. a truck for your fiance for fifty thousand dollars. So we went in together. I didn't necessarily buy it for him. Um, we it's something that we just done together. He needed you to co-sign it. No. No, he's, I mean, he's doing good with his money. You know, he, he's no, he's not. He took out a $50,000 truck loan. Why, he's not doing yeah. good with his money. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I agree. Why are you on the loan? Uh, because, I mean, we're, we're getting married and, um, I just, I, I don't know. It was, when are you getting married? Uh, hopefully within the next year. Okay. All right. In the, in the whole story that you told us that has a lot of, uh, tragedy and sadness this thing then jumps up as super stupid and crazy right like a fifty thousand dollar truck while you're fighting and don't have the money to pay and you have to take out a line of credit and and the best idea y'all got to go in debt for 50 grand on a truck while you're trying to keep a dadgum child in a custody battle ongoing with a crazy ex yeah this truck is crazy nuts crazy yeah yeah so um all right so you're getting married when did you say probably within a year okay uh why are you waiting um honestly because everything's just been so crazy with my ex for the past two years and i've dealt with um anxiety and depression um my son has a lot of issues he was uh, now, born with. None of that's changing in a year. I'm sorry? None of that is changing in a year. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just we just not, I don't know, just anxiety and depression on my side. Mm-hmm. And my main focus being my son. Mm-hmm. Right, that's just not been at okay. the top of the list, I guess. Okay. You, you called and asked us for help, and we love you, and we want you to win. And we're sad that you're having to fight to keep your baby, okay? Now, yeah. then I'm going to tell you some hard stuff. Are you okay with that? Yes. Okay. 
sell the stupid truck, get married now, mm-hmm. or don't. But don't wait around on some mythical island to come sailing up, some mythical ship to come sailing up to your island when everything's going to be right. Because the things you've been facing, part of your anxiety and part of the things you've been facing with mental health stuff is not just your ex. It's this pile of stuff on you and all of these un, uh, untied knots, knots that need to be tied. Okay. Right. You don't have closure on anything. All these open-ended things, or there's open-ended this, open-ended that, open-ended this. There's no closure anywhere, and that creates angst. It creates anxiety. So, um, yeah, you've got to get some some predictable order, not chaos. To the more areas of your life you can get non-chaos in, the the faster your anxiety is going to drop. I'm not a mental health professional, Doctor John Deloney is. I've just heard him say that, so I said it. Okay, but that's the yeah. truth. Okay, mm-hmm. so. And these, you know, and, and the debt and the pile of debt you guys have, you have, and now you guys with this $50,000 truck is part of where your anxiety is coming from because you don't, you feel trapped and now you're, you're worried about the next time the crazy ex comes at you. How are we going to cover that? Meantime, I got a $48,000 truck note. Okay. And I know right. he takes care of it, Ashley, but, I don't the, care. But, the, but the truth is though, if he doesn't, it's on you then. And right? so you're so, carrying this around your neck. You feel it in your between your shoulder blades. You feel the weight of it. And that's part of the anxiety. You can't keep from doing that, by the way. It's just how your body and your mind and your spirit works. So, yeah, if, I, if you were my little sister or, or my daughter, I would tell you, get married and sell the truck by the weekend or run this mm-hmm. guy off and sell the truck by the weekend, but paint or get off the ladder. Right. Okay. That's what I would tell you to do if I loved you, and I do. So I want you to do that. Okay. And then we want you to uh, take this wonderful income you have, and you have a fabulous career choice because you'll always have a job, and you can always make money when you're a nurse. It's just a great and, job. And actually, I would sell your car. Honestly, I would get any level uh, yeah. of traction for twenty five thousand. I'm like, you can get a used ten thousand dollars, whatever it is, but just. I would I would get out of that. How hard would you work? How crazy would you go to have $20,000 in the bank and no debt? So next time crazy X comes around, you can punch him in the nose with a lawyer. Right. Well, that's that, what I thought I was doing this last time. But. Exactly. And now, but you didn't. You went over the car lot with your goober fiance and bought a truck. Right. Okay. So you went the other way. So I want you to sell everything in sight, work like crazy people, live on beans and rice, rice and beans, get married, and let's build. Get the build, credit card debt paid off. I mean, all of it. Yeah. yeah. Start getting some traction with that debt payoff, Ashley, and I think you're going to start to feel more in control. Because you are. That's why you'll feel that way. Because you're going to run the chaos off and drive order in and, and build, a, build, a tra- build a war chest to go to war. And then you can fight for this baby. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.